This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite Double Tappers. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome to uh, Double Tap Canada. Yeah, that's the name of the show. Just checking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's uh, Stephen Scott here with you. That's me, by the way, in case you were wondering. Uh, Mark Affalalalalo is back. Hello. Ah, Sean Priest is here as well. Oh, another episode already. I'm so happy. Are you? Are you really? Are you? Yes. Well, compared to you two, by the sounds of it, yes. <laughs> I am happy. No, I am happy, but... Um... Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, lots to talk about today. Uh, like, okay, let's take a look at the running order, see what we've got here. Right, Mark, you got the notes? Uh, yeah, I got the notes right for you. Segment one, uh, blank. Segment two, Surface Pro 8 review. We'll talk about that, okay? Segment three, news. One story here. Oh, no, there's four stories here. Four That's stories. Good. And there, segment yeah. four, yeah. feedback. So, guys, if you're listening to this, email fast. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> currently under feedback, uh, there's nothing. Uh, nothing. So, yeah. <laughs> Do you know why that is? Because I'm supposed to, uh, before the show, go into the emails, copy out from the emails what you've sent, and then put it into this document so that Mark will read it. Uh, I haven't done that, so, you know, I'll just text it to you, Mark. I'll just no, I'm pasting stuff in, don't worry. Okay, I've got cool. it all taken care of. I'll, I'll take care of this for you, don't worry. Hey, well, you know, you weren't here last week, so you may as well do something. Yeah, do something, Mark. Ouch. Hey, listen. Ouch. Can I just Ouch. tell you something, guys? Can I just no. tell you? Apple trading, best thing ever, right? Best thing Did you do it? Ever. No, I'm going tomorrow. I'm going oh, tomorrow. Come on. I know. I, I, I just know it's the best time. thing. You might come out with a tenner. I mean, no, 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 no. Because I did that thing where you go online and you put in the serial number and then it tells you what the thing's worth to you. So it's like, you know, here's an iPad Pro 12.9 that was available six months ago. A hundred quid. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. It's, <laughs> it tells you that kind of information. But um, yeah, I've got a pile developing here. Are you the same? Mr. Um, I've got a little bit of a pile. I don't know if my pile's anything like you. Like I got, I got two Mac Minis. Okay. Um, one. one you graciously sent me to use, so I'm going to trade that in and turn it into cash. In. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've, I, I'd like to trade in my iPad, my 12.9 inch iPad Pro with the M1 processor, but um, I just don't feel that it's worth trading in because. I paid close to three thousand dollars for this thing. Yeah, I know. And you're not going to get that. And wow. they want to give me seven hundred and something. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. You know what the problem is, though. The flip side of that is it's a terrible trading price. But can any of us be bothered to try and sell it privately? No. You know, yes. It, it, no, uh, I can't. I can't. I don't want anyone at my house. No one's coming here. <laughs> I don't want people I'll go to house. you. I will come to you. Want this brand new iPad Pro? No problem. It's very lightly used. You can get it right now for the cheap and low price of $14,000. Only half the price of what Apple would sell it to you. I'll come to you. I'm trying to remember what I did. I bought something once off. Do you have Gumtree in Canada? Sounds like um, no. Okay. okay. Um, so Gumtree, it's like, um, I guess, Craigslist. But, you know, Kijiji, uh, Craigslist, I get it, yeah, yeah. There's it's like less, a local kind of... Yeah, uh, there's less serial yeah, killers on it, but it's, you know, it's more about selling stuff. And, um, you know, a really, really good little system, but you basically just go on, you, someone will be selling something. And in this case, it was a Victor Reader Stream, which is the specialist, it's specialist device, right? It's basically a talking book player, you can record on it. I had one, and I loved it, and my wife said, oh, I could do one of those. And, you know, the one I got was new, but, you know, she wasn't going to use it, I think, all the time. So I got on Gumtree mm. and I found one. And this guy said, oh, I'll, I'll meet you in the centre of Glasgow oh. in my hometown. And I, <laughs> it was Warning. so weird. It was so weird. Cause, and we picked, both of us, both blind guys, right, picked the most open spot in the city, um, like right in the centre of it. Uh, Marco. Yeah, <laughs> it was a bit like that. And it, we were both so... And then we met each other, and it turned out we knew each other. How blind is that, right? We knew it's a each small other. blind world, isn't it? Because I, I, I changed my name. I was Paul for the purposes of that conversation. And then we met, and he went, you're not Paul, you're Stephen. And I'm like, you're not. And then I said his name, and he's like, oh, how you're you You're not doing? Gumshoe652. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh dear yeah it was very interesting but yeah I got it but that's the thing I don't like doing the whole buying and people coming to the house stuff so yeah don't do it often so no the Apple trade-in is good so I've got a Mac Mini M1 um, I've got an iPad I don't even know what that is an iPad Air maybe I don't know um, an iPhone uh, 12 Pro Max getting rid of that Why? finally um I've got yeah, an Apple old Watch. rubbish. Get rid of that. Yeah, get rid of this. I, 12. Apple Watch Series 5. Um, yeah. An old iPad mini, which apparently is worth 100 quid, 100, 100 British pounds, and this 12.9-inch mm. um, iPad Pro. With the well, I mean, you'll walk out of there with a good chunk off that MacBook Pro that you don't want to buy. I, I'm not going to buy one. <laughs> I guarantee he's going to come back with the new MacBook Pro. What's, what's the bet on this? So I, I might have looked up availability, right, just to see if it was available. <laughs> <laughs> and it's in stock. And I'm like, oh, right, okay. <laughs> here's the thing, right, here's the killer. Because I've got the MacBook Air sitting here, right, and I'm thinking if, if I go and say, oh, I've got to have this thing, I must buy it, and I could just say to them, look, could you take the uh, innards of this thing and stick them into that thing and I'll have one, please. Because they'll do that, right? What innards on the MacBook what? Air do you really need right now? No, no, no. I mean, I, I, I want to just basically, I've set the Mac, MacBook Air up the way I like it. So can uh, they not just oh, take okay. it and go just, just yeah. copy or put it into that? It's called yeah. Time Machine. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want that. But then they can take this back and <laughs> okay. they can give me money for this as well. So it was more money off the MacBook Pro. You see? The... And then if I, if I don't like the MacBook... Highly unlikely. But if I do <laughs> decide I don't want it, um, then I can just leave with my MacBook Air and be quite happy. The question Guys, is, I think, though, I'm, I think I'm done. I'm done with um, <laughs> with MacBooks. Last words. <laughs> He's finished with it. I'm really, really enjoying the Surface Pro Eight. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. And I'm able to do everything that I could possibly dream of on it that I need to do. This um, is Double which Tap is... Canada. Hi. Sorry. <laughs> And after the break, we'll tell you more. <laughs> yeah, we thought we'd just jump ahead on that one. Uh, stick around for that review next. This is Double we'll Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Oh. Hey, Double Tappers. Want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just basically a big selling machine now for uh, for all our old toys. Hey, would you like to buy a nearly used uh, machine? Um, <laughs> nearly used. That's yeah. right. That's that being box. said, if anybody that is interested in a 12.9-inch M1 <laughs> iPad Pro and you are in the Montreal area, I am going to Ottawa on the weekend, so you might be in the Ottawa area. Do let me know. I will take it. No reasonable offer under for fifteen hundred dollars will be refused. Thank you. Oh, there you go. You go. You got half price. Half a bargain. A bargain. I think Just that's a bargain. Come on. Yeah, there you and go. I take that care works. of my stuff. I take care of my stuff, guys. Like it's pristine condition. There's not even an option when you when they ask for quality, and it says like the the best quality is like you know just regular wear and tear. I need a I need a level above that. Yeah. But yeah. see, I I get that people can put a bit of a scratch on a, an iPad or an iPhone. I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't like to do that. I like to treat my equipment with care. But what I never understand is if you've got like a Mac Mini with a big dent in it, what, what earth happened to that Mac Mini? <laughs> probably owned by my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know once I had a laptop that I had to take back to a store. This was years ago. I had a, a Toshiba laptop. And I had to take it back to the store, and the guy said, what happened to this laptop? Because I gave him it. The screen was in half, and the keyboard was smashed to bits. Here, fix this. <laughs> yeah. And do you know what happened? A TV had fallen off the wall. One of those big TVs with the CRTs, uh, tubes in it, and it had fallen off the wall in the place I worked and went right through my laptop. That was wow. not a good day. Good. Anyway, Surface Pro. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Save you've us, been Mark. you've been playing with uh, the Surface Pro because I wanted to talk about this last week, but you weren't here. So, right, you're loving it, right? Uh, I was supposed to be there, but someone kept changing the time of the show. You don't know how oh. a calendar works. We'll, we'll talk about it afterwards. We put oh. in Mark and Stephen time after the show. We'll talk about it then. Shh. Where's Mark and Stephen time? All it says here is cuddle time. Oh well, it's the same thing. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Just <laughs> wanted to make sure. Uh, Surface Pro. Yeah, thankfully, Sean's not oh. in that one. <laughs> okay. You know, this is where, you know, 
the form factor of this device has not unch- not been changed in terms of the actual dimensions. Um, however, because they've slimmed down the bezel, they've in- enhanced the size of the screen. So now we have a nice large inch, 13 inch touchscreen, which, you know, it blows my mind that the marginal difference in size of a screen seems so significant on a device. And maybe it's because it's less chunky around the edges. Maybe, I don't know, but it just seems so much better. And not only that, but because the screen is uh, is 120 hertz and beautiful scrolling, like it, it's, it's, it really is quite a nice experience in terms of, you know, the, the visual aspect of it. The, the look and feel of this device, you know, they've never, they've never wavered in terms of material. You've got that beautiful brushed aluminum around the edges. You've got the incredible kickstand with that hinge that to this day, I really hope they've patented that hinge because that mechanism is absolutely phenomenal. You can put this thing in any different direction, any different angle and use this device. I've been using it for you know just media consumption browsing the internet of course using email and 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 regular kind of word word stuff i've been using the adobe creative suite both premiere and audition without any issue and this isn't listen i've got an i7 it's got 16 gigs of ram it's got 128 gigabytes of storage which i will absolutely eat up so i'm waiting and i will upgrade that myself um and you can uh, that's the great thing and you can it. that's the great thing is the set of the micro sd slot they've actually included it's a it's an m2 type ssd memory so uh and the specific model is called like 2230 so it's hard to find them dell actually sells uh, a one terabyte model for like 200 dollars, which is really cool i think i'm gonna wait it out a bit and see if i can get like a a two or three terabytes on this one because i'm gonna want to wow. put stuff on there That's but it's kind uh, of like really they're long thin hard drives aren't they they're kind of almost uh, no, so, so the NVMe, which is the solid state kind of it, that you can't even call them hard drives anymore, right? They basically looks like a, a little an old DIM in a, or RAM module in a computer. Yes, they're long yep. and thin, but the twenty two thirty is actually um, a third of the size. It's not long and thin. It's probably about I don't know the size of a USB key in terms of the the length, but it is mm. still pancake, nice and thin. Um, it's also the same. I think I believe they're using the same thing in the Xbox um, expandable storage. So I'm going to see. I'm going to wait a bit. I've been using it for about a month and a half now. I'm telling you, I've put the MacBook Pro aside completely. Um, it's probably dead because it's been, you know, sitting there for longer than 24 hours. Uh, but but I really am enjoying the the instant wake feature. I mean, you, you open the cover and it's just on. Um, Windows Hello is phenomenal for logging in. I never have to use a password. Don't have to worry about fingerprints or anything. It just recognizes yeah, my my face. It really is quite good. They've, they've enhanced everything that you want to enhance on this device after so many years of generations, such as the front-facing camera. Phenomenal. It's absolutely great in low light. It's absolutely great in full light. Um, uh, I find that I'm putting this computer to the side and using it for mail, using it for conferences and stuff like that while I'm using my big my big Mac Pro just just for production. So it's pretty cool. But it's not underpowered on that service, right? So I can I can load my Premiere sessions. I can load my Adobe Audition sessions. I can load CAD designs and graphics and stuff like that. And it doesn't slow down the machine because it's all solid state. And because they've in, enhanced the actual airflow of it, you know, there's adequate cooling for that i7 processor. So it, the fan does turn on occasionally if you're really pushing it. But honestly, like I don't find myself pushing it too hard. Um, and just everything. I mean, even the, the type touch cover, they've enhanced that. It's sturdier, so it doesn't bounce as much when you're typing. The trackpad is now um, all glass, so it's pretty cool. They've actually included a little area on the trackpad to put the new surface pen, which is the nice slim surface pen. So it actually sits there nice, not just magnetically on the side where it can easily be lost. I find I'm taking this everywhere. Like, I'm really, like, it's in my car. When I go to my daughter's ringette games, I'm taking it there just to watch, you know, Netflix or or get some work done. It, it really is that all-in-one machine. Surely. What? You may be watching her playing the game. Yeah, but when you? she's practicing, I'm not I'm not taking the games, I'm taking the practices where okay. I don't really have to pay much attention. But I mean it's a it's a great tool. Like I can get my work done. I can someone calls me and says, Hey, I need this file, I can go find the file. Um I don't have an LTE version, so I just tether it to my phone, which is just fine. Um it, okay, really I, I mean I have I, many questions. Many, many across questions. the board, it's quite 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 good. Okay. So okay, first question, question. number one, yes, yeah. Uh, go ahead. What is Ring It? 
I'm okay. Ringette is hockey. Okay. Hockey uh, for uh, young girls, but instead of using a puck, they use a rubber ring, which makes it easier to hang on to it because a puck is hard to handle. So uh, when you're younger and you're not as you know, your reflexes aren't really there, you're you use a stick that has no no uh, bend on the end, no like actual surface to hit a puck. It's just a straight stick, and you you literally skate around the ice and you put the stick in the middle of the ring and that's how you kind of skate it down the ice lots of mm-hmm. rules that are different but it, it really the premise is the same you know get the ring into the net that was your first question Stephen was it really it's a tech show honestly I, no I'm just intrigued because I've never heard of it um, I, I had it a feeling keeps, it was something it to do with hockey but it. every yeah. week it's ringlet this ring ringlet is ringet ringet uh, all right, sorry. Okay, do you have a question <laughs> about I don't know, the surface? Defender of it. Um, battery, battery life phenomenal. Like, I honestly, I don't find myself charging this every couple of days. I plug it that in. That was a like, question for me. Yes. Yeah, I don't plug it in. I mean, and, and that's the thing I found on all these, all the, honestly, ever since Windows machines, ever since PCs went to solid state storage, um, yeah. battery life has been phenomenal. Yeah. You know, it's been really, really, really great. And I find that on this device, just like my old surfaces, that I'm sure if I used it more throughout the day and I wasn't home, I'd have to charge it more often. But I find myself charging it, you know, throwing it in at night and then using it for a couple of days and then saying, oh, I should plug this in and charge it a couple, you know, for a couple hours. And then I'm back up to like full, full capacity. I'll put it to a test. Like I'll put it to a full a full day's work of test to give you an idea of the battery life itself, but it, it is quite quite impressive. And of course, full Windows 11 experience, so it's really it's really nice and polished throughout. I think that the one thing for me that you picked up on there was the screen. And you know, I know you're going to think I'm going to say, "Oh, who cares?" But you know, I don't, frankly. But you know, here's the thing: for a lot of people out there who have low vision, actually, the screen on the Surface Pro, and I remember when my vision was a bit better, the Surface Pro was the one I always looked at and thought, wow, this is amazing. The screen on it, and actually the other one I had at the time was the Dell XPS. Now, I don't know how those screens compare these days, but I imagine they're probably just as good as each other. Uh, you know, the quality of the screen was incredible. And if you're low vision, that's, that is really, really important because if you're going to use something like Zoom, then, and I'm talking here magnification, then, you know, you want to have something that's really good. So, you know, I know a few friends of mine who are low vision who are using the Surface Pros. I hear a lot of blind people, though, Sean, talking about buying the Surface Pro. It seems to be a very, it's a very popular machine anyway, for obvious reasons. It is the best that that Windows can be. Essentially, that's what Surface is all about. That that's what that beautiful. line's about. The best Windows to be. Best, the best that Windows could be. Um, <laughs> but, you know, truth be told, that's what they're making it for, right? They're, they're trying to show off what the best can be, and then every other company has to, to follow on with that. But yeah. it's a sexy machine. Did you guys talk about the laptop SE last week? Yeah, we yes. did. We did, actually, because uh, we got an email about that, um, which is in that feedback part of the uh, email um under 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 database. whatever this thing is. Okay, so we'll get to it. that a bit later. But I want to talk about that too because that that is quite quite an ingenious piece of design that they're using. Well, let's and, talk and, about it because you know last week we did okay. bring this up. SE is the um, student, the student version, yeah, the student edition. Which I wish in some ways, and I hope they bring out in other ways rather than just leaving it for students. Why do students get everything? What is it about being a student that gets you everything? What if you're just not a student? What if you don't care? Well, because it's a big, listen, it's a big market. If you think of of the education market, you know, and the fact that people have been using Chromebooks, which really are not even, I mean, it's not even a good example of what a computer should be when it comes to. Steady, now. Chromebooks have got a lot of fans out there. Okay, I'm glad they have a lot of fans out there, but they're just not, they're not computers. Like, I bought Chromebooks for both my kids because they were into them. They used them for a week, and they're like, I can't play anything on this. I can't do anything that I want on this. So I had to go out and get full-fledged. Well, it was interesting, because last week we had Rene Ritchie on, and he was talking about the the fact, because I had asked him the question, you know, do you think that Microsoft are going up against Google on this one? And he said, no, actually. It's, It's more that they're trying to push up against Mac and iPad, in the classroom, um, which, you know, because it's a similar kind of thing. You know, Chromebook is popular. It seems more, I, I don't know what it's like in Canada, but in the UK, it's very much a case that it's more your early years children who will use Chromebooks. Yeah. And then it moves on to Windows when you get into uh, later education. But I think you're doing a disservice to a child by by giving them a Chromebook at early years, because if you look at how easy children, and I'm talking about children who can't even speak yet, can figure out how to use something like an iPad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
which is uh, which is excuse me which is which is almost future proof because you know that the interface is not going to change the the way in which you interact with it isn't going to change whereas you give them a chromebook and what are they doing just bashing keys and hoping something happens sure it's cheap so whatever but i find you're better off getting you know getting a, a used I was ipad or a... chromebooks wow <laughs> why no 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 the, the the easy ease of use when it comes to a chromebook is nothing to do with the kids that are using it it's all about the it team at the school or whatever it's safe them any headaches because you know it's far it's far easier it's just a browser and it's all online yeah it's, it's easier for management rather than for the actual well and user that's interface. and that's where the that's where the the surface laptop se comes in and that's where they've really made a lot of changes across the board all the way down to the physical screw type they use to close the enclosure yes. they used to use this proprietary like five pin kind of star thing and they've changed it to phillips you know phillips head screws so that it managers at schools can have less downtime and less repair time and can do a lot of that stuff on their own and that's where so much you can tell how much thought was put into it um the other thing that they improved on this even though you know it's a plastic chassis it's got a decent screen but they they focused on the things that were important for those it people and for the people using it so the camera on it the front-facing camera is phenomenal it's the same camera you're going to find in the surface pro 8 so they've they really 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 focused on the usability for students the cost i mean under 250 dollars that's insane um for what you get and the fact that it is it is so repairable like this is on an iFixit score you know, that site that takes apart everything and says okay well how repairable is this i guarantee it's going to get like a nine on ten yeah yeah, because you can replace virtually everything in that thing, including the motherboard, including the display, easily in-house without having to send it off. And you're right. You're absolutely right. That's a big deal. OK, but there are concerns, obviously, as often yeah. there are with these things. Rebecca Skipper has been in touch on email. Uh, I want to get into that email because it kind of picks up on a few of the concerns that I had for blind people, especially blind children who'd be using this. Okay, so she goes, I like the size of the Surface Laptop SE and the fact that schools can replace components. Great. Microsoft isn't using its proprietary Surface connector on this model, according to an article I read on The Verge, which is true. Again, making it more accessible and you don't have to go out and source a charger. Mm. Um I think the 8 gig RAM and the 128 gig model will be the best choice. Agreed. Having used a Surface Pro 8 with 128 gigs, like that's way, way more storage than a student's going to need. Um, however, can the laptop be switched from SE to full Windows mode for blind students who need to use JAWS and a Braille display? The answer is no. Um, you cannot upgrade it. The version of Windows that is on there is an SE version of Windows. It is stripped down so that all the crap that you don't need, everything from, you know, solid tear and paint and all that stuff is not there it really is a student edition it cannot be upgraded i asked that question to even a home edition that being said i would check with uh with the jaws folks and see can jaws run on it even though it's not a full version of windows yes because i because... think there's going to be good news there because i think that the the worry is that windows s the the sort of pre predecessor predecessor yep. to this was um, you could only install apps from the Windows Store. You couldn't install third-party apps. That was a terrible idea, right? But Correct. on this, this one, um, they have what they're calling, uh, it's almost a white list. So apps, you can install third-party apps as long as they're okayed by Microsoft. And I'm absolutely sure that, because uh, they do mention, you know, when it comes to accessibility. So I'm absolutely sure things like NVDA, Jules, and with that, you know, the Braille support, Braille display support will be in there. So I'm absolutely certain. That would be a um, massive miss if that was the case. Yes, I, I, yes. I cannot yeah. imagine that a conversation has not happened between Vespero, Freedom Scientific's parent company, and Microsoft on this. Uh, I would say that that is a given. I mean, it isn't a given, of course, until we know it is, right? But, no, no. But, but you would think it would be it would be wild if that wasn't the case. You know, a screen reader like that, which provides that level of access as it does, and I, I, you know, that would if that wasn't available, that would mean that Microsoft would essentially be saying, "Well, that's it. You got to use narrator. Get on with it." Uh, that's not going to be good enough for a school pupil, I guarantee it, especially when it comes to Braille. So you, you really do need something like JAWS. Although, yes, I know narrator does you know support Braille devices now, and that's good but it's about the level of detail that the screen reader can do. You think about kids using spreadsheets and databases. 
you need a program like JAWS to be able to do all that. So yeah, that's gonna that's gonna. And be this the goes case. on to her last line here, which is uh, my concern is that schools may opt to buy the cheaper version of the laptop without considering the needs of blind students who may need third party assistive technologies. You know, I, listen, I'm gonna send an email to Microsoft right now asking the question about Jaws and the accessibility side of things. Plus, Stephen, you and I are talking to somebody on Windows accessibility later this week yep. for the TV show. Let's uh, let's make sure we ask that question and uh, get a clip of that on the next week's uh, podcast. Do you know that sounds almost like a good idea? Oh, it's good to have you back, Mark. We missed you. Yeah. More feedback to come. And he's gone. Uh, lots of time has gone. Yes. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's done his bit. He's gone. Um, okay. We're so honoured. Coming up, we're going to get into the news of the week. Some really interesting stories doing the rounds. We'll get into those next. Double Tap Canada will be back after this. is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. So, some cool stories doing the rounds this week and uh, this one grabbed my attention because I had to read it a few times to make sense of what on earth this meant. Uh, so, the Apple Store app uh, has been updated with lists and video audio descriptions. Now, it was the second bit that obviously caught my attention. Um, lists basically means you can create like a, a number of shopping lists if you were, you know, wanting to give your mum and dad a, a, a selection of Apple goodies for Christmas. You know, <laughs> if you have all that kind of money, then you could create a mum list and a dad list and a wife list or a husband list or whatever, right? Um, and that's cool. You can do all that now in the Apple Store app. But now when you go into the product videos for the different products available, those videos now have audio description. That's wild when you think about it. I mean, like a shop, I mean, it, it, it seems obvious when you hear it. You think, well, that makes a lot of sense because, of course, you want to have audio description of all the products. But I don't think any other company's ever done this. I can't think of one. I'm racking my brain because I wanted to say, well, about time and be all snotty about it. But actually... <laughs> You're right. I mean, what other what other shopping experience do you have audio description? But then again, what are, what are the videos? Are we talking those just, you know, really arty videos? I, I want to know, okay, hit this slot is here, and it's, you know, there's three USB-C ports here. Do you know what I mean? Well, what, how, what's the description? Have you anyone the, actually watched this yet? These are the videos that you tend to find on the keynotes. So they are the arty videos. Yeah, don't um, care. Yeah, but, but that's the point, right? The fact that they even bother to make those available uh, and make all of that accessible is brilliant. And, you know, it's about a shopping experience, isn't it? I mean, you know, it's it's very different to a review of a product where, you know, if you're if they're trying to sell you something, right? They're not going to go, uh, hello, yes, my name's John, and uh, I'm going to talk you through now the ports on like. this MacBook Pro. I'm like, oh, how boring. <laughs> but actually, it's like, you know, oh, the sleek design and the lovely curves and the, ooh, and then the lid opens and the light comes on. And you're like, ooh, I want one. Um, you know, that's my reaction to most <laughs> of these videos. Um, I want one. But, yeah. Basically, that's it, right? It's to sell you something. So, of course, they're going to put the RT videos in. But the point is, at least you know what's going on. Yeah, I, I, I'm really struggling to be negative about it. But for some reason, I want to be. What's well, the with uh, me? Yeah, because well, you just like to be contrary, right? But uh, I do. Fair enough. But it's I don't think there's anything to be contrary about here, right? This is just good news. It's just a good news story. It's about time. It's some good news. The world's basically, you know, falling oh, to bits. Calm so. down. <laughs> this just in, guys. Just just in. <laughs> Apple has announced a self-service repair program that will allow consumers who are comfortable with completing their own repairs to access Apple Genuine Parts and Tools. Mm -hmm. Available first for the iPhone 12 and the iPhone 13 lineups, soon to be followed by Mac computers featuring M1 chips. Okay, so does that mean I can take it to the guy down the road and, and that's okay now? No, that means you can get a kit and do it yourself. Oh, that's a terrible idea. And, uh, have you heard of my DIY stories why why i mean why they're so desperate to kill that right to repair bill what their whole argument is that well it's not safe for letting anyone other than apple genii guess what uh, it's safe it. now okay they yeah, approve well, it are. you can get the parts <laughs> on to the next story steven <laughs> uh this one I picked up, again, it's another Apple story, but, you know, I'm unapologetically Apple this week. Sorry. <sighs> um, hey, listen, I love a good backpack, don't you? Oof. Yes. yes. 
I love a good... And, you know, I'm always on the search for the perfect one. I thought I had it in, in the Samsonite one I've got, but, yeah, I'm always looking for something else. This one is an EcoSmart backpack, whatever that means, uh, but it's got built-in Apple Find My support. Woohoo! Oh, yes, I did see this. This is cool. So, basically, it's got an tag in it. I mean, I, I, yeah, you can smarten much. up any bag by putting an ear tag in it right but you know you could just get one that you don't need to put an ear tag in i made um, my child smart by throwing an air tag in her pocket exactly right you can make anything well smart even children um <laughs> but yes uh the bag comes out next spring it's got a built-in tracking device that sounds kind of scary when you say it out loud doesn't it um but it connects oh. to your iPhone. well <laughs> i don't know depends who you ask um but yeah you can uh, obviously the tracking device is is using the apple find my technology so you can connect it via your phone track the the bag on Find My, uh, should you ever lose it. Can I just complain about Find My for a minute? Because I, I don't get this. So mm. the MacBook Air, right, I've got with me. I was in the office the other day for, for my other job. And... Um, How dare you. That's shocking, isn't it? And <laughs> I've got to eat. Um, so, you know, I, and buy Apple products. But yes, yeah, so I was in the office and I came away from the office. I was on the train and my phone pipes up and says, oh, You've left your MacBook Air behind. Suddenly I'm like, what? So I'm in the bag and I'm checking. I'm like, it's here. And for some reason, I'm sitting on a phone, on a, on a train, shouting at my phone, it's here, pointing my MacBook at it. Um, which, well done. You know, people wow. keep it my way when I'm on a train. You wonder why. But yeah. As if they didn't look at you enough with well, the they pants do. on. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, you know, they look at me when I get on because I'm a blind guy. So obviously that is a... Instant attraction to everybody. But then oh, I thought it was just because you don't wear any pants. Well, I don't know if I'm wearing no, pants, no. and I don't care. Now, look, it's, we're post-pandemic, <laughs> so we're all cool, we're all chilled now. But, yeah, here's the thing. Why is it telling me that my MacBook is gone? Is it because it's off the network all of a sudden? Because it is. You want to hear uh, the even worse story about this is when I updated to iOS 15 and I had some AirTags before, it uh, it lost the AirTags. Like, it did not see that they were mine, yet they were all still uh, linked to my account. Oh, so wow. I'd constantly be walking around my house, and it says, found an AirTag traveling with you. Found an AirTag traveling with you. It doesn't belong to you, but it's an AirTag. What do you want to do with it? And then every once in a while, I'd hear it beep, and you'd walk around the house, and it goes, <laughs> I did find out how to finally reset these. If you ever want to reset an AirTag, it is the weirdest process in the world, but all you have to do is you twist the back to get that metal bottom piece off so the battery dislodges itself, and then you remove and replace the battery five times. Like, literally, take it off, <sighs> put it in, let it hear beep, take it out, put it in, let it hear beep, and after, I think, the fourth time, it's reset. So, wow. Now you know. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. That's like some of the smart light bulbs or smart power strips. You'd need to turn the power on or off. Yeah, time. that's right. Yeah. That's that's well, they have no buttons, right? So there's only that's exactly. the only way to really kind of figure out how to do it. Um, can I read an email here if you're done uh, mm. uh, complaining about AirTags? Um, this is <sighs> an email from Lindy. Lindy actually reached out saying, um, asking for information on the Beats Fit Pro, which are still not available anywhere outside the U.S., and then wrote mm. back saying... Um, I'm about to receive a new iPhone uh, 13 Pro updating from a 7 Plus, so there's a lot to take in. And then uh, Lindy writes, by the way, I hope that Steven is staying on. I'll miss him on, dare I mention, RNIB Tech Talk. Steven, you have another show, uh, which I only just no, heard about. don't know. I'd be glad to it. hear about any other podcast he may be involved in, even if it's dodgy. To use your forum to promote this. Oh. Uh, Lindy, <laughs> I am not aware of any other programs that Stephen Scott is involved in. Um, I'm sure if you start searching next week, you won't find them either. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I, I, I did reply. I will reply to Lindy directly. But the the answer is um, Stephen's not going anywhere. He actually created the, this show. So I think if Stephen goes somewhere, Sean and I are kind of out of a gig here. So sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's the thing, right? So, you know, how do you transfer ownership of a program? I've Googled it, but it doesn't seem to work. Uh, so, yeah, I'm afraid you're stuck with me. But no, I am here, um, but I am leaving the other show. But, you know, nobody on here cares about that. Um, okay, can I but talk to about... those people who are here because you left that other show and are joining us now. Then hi. Uh, welcome and stay here. Please don't leave. Yes. We love you. Pull up a can chair. I just, can I just say that, that, that bag, going back to the bag for a second. Really? Right? You want to go back to the bag? I want We're to go back to the bag, bag. John. The bag's no, no, boring. because it keeps every time I, I read that story, 
It says, "Hang on, echo hang on. I've got smart. questions. How many no, times I've have read you read the story? How, how many read... times have you read the story? That's the bigger question. I oh, know I've prepared for this. I've read a few different articles oh, wow. on this because it did win the CES CES 2022 award or whatever. Um, to, to, you see, I know. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I know it hasn't happened yet. Hang on, but hang on, Sean, Sean, hang on, Stephen. He prepares for this show. <laughs> I had no idea. Honestly. Someone's got to. That's a lot no. of dedication. That's like something that should be almost rewarded. I think he's on. I think he wants the show. If I'm totally honest, I think he thinks he's going to. Yeah, get Lindy. Gig. I'm not sure. I'm. I'm. I'm not sure about Sean, uh, Stephen, or my future on the show. No, you're Honestly, right. Uh, this right. may end up being the Sean Priest show soon. I think some people would be quite happy with that, to be honest. Remember you know that conversation what, we had yesterday off the air about yes. Sean and yeah, you know, know the future. Yeah, Harry I'll scrap it. Yeah, let's let's scrap that. <laughs> It's, it's made out of 22 recycled water bottles. That's why it's eco-smart. Oh, Thank whatever. you. Right, Moving Airbnb on. have updated their search filters and accessibility review process for oh, cool. uh, making uh, it easier for people with disabilities to find accommodations on its platform. Now, I might think, okay, why are you bringing this up? Well, I bring it up because I've been burned on this before a number of times, um, especially with the I Airbnb, recall. but other companies. Yeah, I, I remember getting one... Actually, I'll tell you what it was. We were going to Spain. Um, Spain, that's right, yeah, because it was the Mobile World Congress that year. And, of course, there was concerns about COVID at that point. We didn't really know much about it. But Have you two gone to Spain without me? Did, did you end up going? I don't think you went. No, because the whole the Mobile World Congress, it, remember it happened that year, but it kind of it was really cut down. But interestingly, I did try to get an Airbnb, and I remember getting these emails back from people on Airbnb saying... Um, you know, I'm sorry, but we're not going to give you the the room because, you know, you're blind. Um, and there was concerns because in one particular place, they were concerned because there were stairs. Da, da, da. I mean, they obviously know me well. I don't like stairs. Yeah. Um, but it's not an eyesight thing. It's just I can't be bothered with them. Can I tell you something, though? If, this, if, the, if the apartments are anything in Spain like they are in France... Yeah, you just got a gift because I can see and I walked up the <laughs> stairs and those stairs were not made by anybody who who knows what the word level is. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and it was those um, spiral stairs as well. I think was the problem. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. Oh, uh, yeah, I sprained my ankle leaving the Airbnb in France because <laughs> I was carrying giant suitcases like American large size suitcases, right? Yeah, which were not meant for these apartments. Yeah, you can barely get you can barely get down it yourself. Never mind with the case. Oh, it was it was ridiculous. But that's that's the thing. And and some, you know I have to be fair on this, right? Although I was irritated at the time, you you immediately get that bit of, you know, you get, get that feeling of hang on, I'm being discriminated against here. But actually, in some ways, maybe I'm not because, like you say, these places aren't really built with accessibility in mind. No. Some of those places are old. No. Um, no. Okay, fine. Well, it, it, no, in your case, Airbnb yeah. should have a form when it comes to accessibility, when it comes to describing the uh, the property. Well, that's yeah. what um, they're doing now. This is doing it now. Fixing it. Did you this is the story, Sean. How long has Airbnb been going, right? I'm sorry. if People's ridiculous views on what we can't do. I'm fed up of people... Trying to push me in a lift all the time. I can. I can no, 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 no. Keep that up. I like that. Leave that. Um, I'm okay with lifts. Um, <laughs> leave that alone. But no, seriously, you know, I, it, this is not Airbnb specifically. Yes, they're bringing in the review process and they're going to be enabling people to put up their accessibility features. But you're saying about, you know, idiotic people who, you know, don't want us in their houses. Well, that's different. That's them. That's the, the individual owners. You can't really put that on Airbnb, to be fair. No, um, but you can put the fact that Airbnb has only been launched this, you know, launched the service now. Yeah. This is something that should have been there from the start. Exactly. Yeah, th this this feature should have been available. And I think also it opens up the, the conversation for people who don't, because let's be honest about it, right? Let's be brutally honest. A lot of people don't think about disability all the time. Even I don't, and I'm disabled. I, I don't think about it all the time. I do. Okay, you do. Fair enough. You're I love in your it. shed, and you've nothing else to do but sit there and think about it. I just weep in the corner. Sitting there thinking all the time. Stop thinking. Uh, right, look, lots more news to come. And feedback. Uh, your feedback, which you can send us. We'll give you the details on how you can do that soon. Stick around. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Now, back to the show. Ye and indeed ha. Uh, this is Double Tap Canada. 
Oh, yeah, let's get back to some of these uh, news stories. What was that other one I wanted to pick up on? Oh, yeah, WhatsApp. They are uh, launching, apparently, a communities feature. So this is, I'm guessing, like a clubhouse-type thing, or maybe some more Twitter clubhouse spaces? Well, I go on it every so often, but no, no, not as much as I would. I don't have the time. The problem is all these rooms go on for days. Absolutely I right. I don't have the time for it. I mean, I, I love some of the stuff they do. There's a lot of great disability conversations. I did see this week they've added captioning, which is pretty cool. Um, real time. Yeah, real time captioning, because this was a big issue. A lot of people in the deaf community were really unhappy about this, yeah. uh, especially because there were the, because there were so many disability conversations going on and deaf people felt left out of that, rightly. Um but now that's that's been resolved. Of course, there are always issues with live captioning in that they're not perfect, right? It's never 100%. And, that, and that's, a, that's a real issue. But that's something, obviously, for AI to, to get sorted out. But, you know, at least the, the feature is now available. So that's good news. But no, I, I don't use it as much. But I do love the idea of it. WhatsApp communities, though. I don't really know what this is all about. I mean, I wish they'd just come out with separate apps, to be honest. I don't really don't uh, care no, about no, this. No, no, no. Well, it's, it's just that you can have many multiple groups, group chats in a, a in, you know, as underneath a, an umbrella term. But is that not what community. WhatsApp is? Well, I, it's, it, it says, in some of the articles I've read, it says it's based on the Discord uh, model. Now, I've so never live used talk, Discord, then. but uh, but no, no I, I think it's just more how they... It's they, groups of conversation. It's really just like it's just group messaging. It's it's a group messaging at its core, right? It's just the way they present it. It's a bit different. It's just allowing subgroups almost, so you can invite someone to the the main group, but still have subgroups in there. Um, I don't know. It all sounds a bit messy, and it, but this is all preview, and this is all beta stuff where they've been digging into the betas, isn't it? But I think they are feeling like they're left behind. One of the the interesting things I read in these articles is that. Um, when the Facebook went down, or Meta went down, when the Meta servers went down and they lost WhatsApp for that short period of time, when was that, last month? The end of the world! End of the world. Telegram picked up 70 million new subscribers or new users. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. I mean, you think, that's amazing. And uh, it seems that, that WhatsApp are... <laughs> There's no loyalty online, is there? It's, no, it's like, not. God, no. Can you imagine? There's none whatsoever. 70 million. But that's it's the, the Wild West. <laughs> they are feeling like they're being left behind a little bit. I mean, but... Hey, what... Bob, what are you using? Telegram? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it, though. Yeah. yeah. And the Signal, which is uh, kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit, I think. But that is another one, Signal. There's a lot of these that are... What is great is for us, a lot of them are audio-based, which makes things quite cool, right? Because, uh, again... Twitter Twitter spaces is interesting, too. It's kind of uh, yeah. heating up a little bit. I find more and more of these things popping up. That's more... You're right. I've actually seen more people in the past week, friends of mine on there, starting Twitter spaces and talking than I've yeah. ever seen before. Now, that that is like Clubhouse, isn't it? Where that's live conversation. Yes, it it's is. almost identical, quite honestly, in right. the look and feel and the way it works. It's just, it's quite nicely integrated into Twitter. It just naturally is there. And what about uh, Facebook? What's their new one? <laughs> Are they not doing like a, a similar type thing as well? They were talking called. about it like crazy when Clubhouse was so popular and it just seems uh, to it was, you know, they, It was live audio rooms. Um, oh, they started okay. rolling that out. When did they roll that out? I'm mean, looking back at an article here. It was back in June. Um, I, I, don't, I can't tell you honestly how that is doing because I haven't even noticed one showing up. No, no. or me. Well, I mean, again, the question, and this is more to you, Mark. I mean, do you want these kind of things? Because I can see, obviously, I can see why blind people think these are great because an audio room is brilliant for us, right? It saves a lot of hassle and you can you know talk to people and it's all very lovely. But do sighted people enjoy this kind of thing? I mean, what are you hearing from people you there's, talk to? There's something interesting about about live conversation like kind of it really does bring me back to the live radio days where you get in the car or you you start your commute and you turn on the radio and you're you're suddenly there mid-conversation and you seem to be a little bit more interested in what's going on because you're not really sure what's going on so you want to listen to figure out what the context is and 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 it's like you're listening in on people just chatting about something and that's what always intrigued me about clubhouse it was you know, I found myself using it more and more at night when I was just kind of falling asleep, just listening to conversations about stuff. 
never really got involved in the conversations minus the couple of things we've done here. But there is something intriguing about kind of walking in on a conversation or stumbling in on a conversation of interest to see what other people are talking about and, and what might be of interest to others. That being said, I'm not seeking it out. You know, it's not something mm-hmm. I'm going to voluntarily go to and say, hey, let me see what people are talking about this topic. No, but if it pops up and it's of interest to me, then that's where I think I'd, I'd find it kind of intriguing. I do find it interesting that every time one of these things comes along, the most recent one was wisdom, um, which is another example of telegram or signal, that kind of thing. And it's come along. And what always interests me is how many blind people just jump on it and then start attacking the accessibility, which is brilliant, you know, and then eventually that gets resolved, right? Because if people don't go on and try these things and, and actually go back to the developers and explain it, then, you know, it will never be accessible to us. It doesn't matter if it's the best platform in the world. If you can't access it or the or the button that says speak or talk is just, you know, an unlabeled button that says button. Nothing. Yeah. Button. Um, yeah. It's pointless. But there's another one that's just come along, which apparently has just received a big ton of money uh, in order to go global. It's called Walkie Talkie, a new social audio platform. That's another one to look out for. Um, oh, I haven't heard of that one. No, it seems like a very simple app. Same kind of thing in exactly that style of walkie-talkie. There's um, so many out there, though. You know, but that's Zello, for point-to-point communication or for multiple communication? That's uh, This one, it says, it's aiming its app towards younger adults because they consider Clubhouse and the others to be in more an older audience. Oof, boomers. Um, this is more for people who are younger, um, but much less structured format. So yeah, it must be. Um, what does that mean? I get. Well, I guess this must be more kind of you know in in group rooms style of thing, and then you just have a conversation between them. I think the question is: Is there really a, a core? Do people really want the video social media? Uh, video is great for, as we've learned over the past eighteen months, two years. You know, for, great for keeping in contact with family, where you want to see them and you want to whatever. But on a social media, where you're meeting new people and you're just getting together, mingling online. Do people want video? And I don't think they do. We want to turn up in our pants and, you know, with just well, that's why audio is, hair. That's why well, you're more perfect. likely to turn up, right? You're more likely to turn up and get involved in a conversation if you don't have to worry about, exactly oh, what right. do I look exactly. like? What are they going to see behind me? Are they going to see my husband? Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, I totally get it. I mean, I totally well, I, get it. Plus, there is this. It, it really does bring you back to the to, to live radio. Like, this is not yeah, something right. new. It's just a new way to get to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have to mention as well the app that I've been playing with recently, uh, Vienna RSS. If you care about RSS feeds, most people, I guess, these days don't. Although I'm convinced, I'm convinced it will be the future of the internet one day. Um, I think like it was gifts. the future. Yeah, exactly. That's right. And Flash. One day it'll be back. You know, it'll be huge. Um, but yeah, the, the RSS feeds are brilliant. And there's an app I've been using on the MacBook recently called Vienna RSS. Super app. If you want to just get all your news feeds in one place. Because, you know, one of the big problems for us, especially blind people, although uh, there's a caveat to this, um, you know, obviously a lot of the times you want to go to these websites, you want to, you know, get an article, but it's covered in ads and it's horrible for a screen reader. Um, Combining Vienna RSS, which lets you get to the news source, get to the article you want, and then using something like, in my view, a browser like Edge, and then hitting F9 as soon as that page loads, bringing it into that reader mode, um, you can then go further. You can then use, depending on how you've set it up, you can use different commands to enable read aloud, which will read the document to you. A lot of people love oh, that. Wow. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I see so many people now on Twitter talking about using the read aloud function, not just on Edge, but on Word. Um, you know, people who are fully sighted, people are saying, you know, it's just nice to be able to listen back to what I've written to see if it makes sense when read aloud to me. Because maybe they're yeah. presenting... Uh, and this is a script they're writing. Well, does it sound right? Um, and the voices are such a high standard. Super now. voices. Yeah. Super yeah. voices on there. Uh, Microsoft Edge is using these new Microsoft Cloud voices, and I really hope one day they get them onto Narrator. Amazing. Because I would I would get rid of JAWS in a heartbeat. Sorry, Freedom Scientific, but I would uh, if I could get those voices on there. Hey, you never know. Maybe they'll go through JAWS as well one day. Where are you using to? Vienna on the desktop or in the, on mobile? This is on the, the desktop. On uh, Mac. On the I, I've been using, I, I've been in similarly into RSS feeds for a long time. Uh, there's an app that I use called Reader, R-E-E-D-E-R. I'm curious to get your feedback on that in terms of the accessibility side of things. But it's as, I mean, it, it's similar. You just add your RSS feeds and go. 
A lot of them are very simple. I mean, the interesting thing with Vienna RSS is off the bat when you load it up, it's it's it can appear not inaccessible, but very verbose. So for example, you're obviously looking at a table of content. And what happens is the Mac voiceover will read every single field. So for example, and there may be nothing in the field, right? So it could just be a blank field, maybe four blank fields, I think in the case of Vienna RSS. You get four blank fields, and then you get the field which contains the article title, and then the source, perhaps. And you have to go through, you have to listen to blank field, blank field, blank field, blank field, you know, double tap TV takes over the world, source Stephen Scott, right? Um, <laughs> kind of thing. So with that, you, you want to be able to customize that a little bit, and you can. You can go in, you can take out those fields that you don't need, and then just be left with the information so that when you arrow to something it actually gives you the information you want reader is interesting because i got this via the apple viz website which if you've got a mac if you're not on the apple viz website and you're blind you're 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 mad you've got to go on there because it's a brilliant website they've got multiple rss feeds for whatever topic on apple you're interested in as well that's right they've got their own uh, feeds as well you're right but also you can go on and that's where i find i just searched for that i just searched for rss Mac, and that's what came up. There was a list of them, actually. I only went to the top one because it was the most recent one, and I thought, well, let's let's try it out. And it was an absolutely superb. And it's free. Favourite And you haven't shop about it since. I know. I know boring I me. What it. about for Windows? What's for Windows? Who cares? No, there are, there are equivalents for Windows <laughs> out there, I believe. Um, although, to be honest, the best one for Windows is Outlook. If you've got Outlook, just stick your RSS oh, feeds in there. That's verbose. I don't like Outlook. I know I'm on my own on that, but oh. It no, tells I, I me think. the date and unread before every message. It drives me crazy. Maybe you should hit the read button. <sighs> okay. Uh, okay, let's get some uh, emails in before we go. Uh, but a couple I think we haven't got to. Is that right? Am I right? Uh, maybe maybe there <laughs> might be a couple that we haven't gotten to as I reload the document in front of me. Uh, oh, yeah, there's one from Rebecca. Greg. There's one from Greg we didn't get to. Uh, the one that says, hi, guys, regarding your question about interest in double tap merchandise, after Sean's brilliant intro to Audacity sometime back, iPhone would gladly purchase an in-depth, comprehensive Audacity tutorial from Sean's famous Ooh. shed. That's oh. the approach to merchandising I would like to see from double tap team regards Greg in Pennsylvania. Greg. Oh you will get 1% of said revenues um, <laughs> for the idea. And Sean and Stephen, uh, I guess, Sean, you can join Cuddle Time after so we can talk about this. Hey, okay, I'll do yeah. it. That's, that's, I love it. I love the idea that we can monetize Sean. Sean's Shed Masterclass. I feel dirty, oh. but thank you, Greg. Masterclass from Sean's Shed. <laughs> well class um let's let's be real about it uh look that's it for us our time's up thank you for listening we'll catch you again next time on double tap canada don't forget double tap tv as well details on all that coming up uh mark afalalo thank you welcome and thank you sean priest thank you bye thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.